Today's episode contains content on the COVID vaccines. Please be aware that the views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of Providence and its employees. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to our broadcast today. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, Chief Executive of Behavioral Health for Providence, Oregon, and Chief Clinical Officer for Work to Be Well. We're here to talk about youth perspectives on the COVID-19 vaccines. And I want to welcome our, our guests here. But before I do, I do know that what we're going to talk to talk about today could be very, very triggering. Talking about vaccines can really bring up issues for people on both sides of the aisle. And actually, this is really about a medical issue, so let's remember this. The information provided during this event is for educational purposes only. If you have any questions regarding medical conditions, treatment plans, or anything else like that, please consult your provider. Now, let's begin, because today I've got three teens joining who are part of the National Student Advisory Council for worktobewell.org. Lena, Molly, and Liana, welcome today. It's good to see all of you. And to get us started, would you introduce yourselves? Tell us a little about, bit about why you're committed to your overall wellness. Um, I guess I can go first. Um, I'm Liana, and I'm going to be a junior this year. And um, I think I blanked out, but was there another question other than just our name and your commitment to wellness. Why Why oh, are you yeah. do you stay well? Um, I think I talk about this all the time, the comment, but I'll talk about something different, I guess. Um, I've just been doing a lot of reading and I kind of like the reading for my wellness because I just get to like sit in my bed and I kind of go into like a whole new world. And that's what I love doing. All right. Awesome. Um, I'm Lena and I also forgot what we're saying, but I know my commitment to wellness is really for my family and my friends. Um, I think it's really important to make sure that you're healthy so that you can create those healthy relationships. And I'm looking at that through like a lens of therapy I go to and working on those interactions as well as keeping myself healthy and like drinking water, especially because it's been really hot here in Oregon. No kidding, no kidding. Yeah, it's actually super hot over here in Massachusetts too. Yeah. Um, I'm Molly, I'm also going to be a junior next year. And um, my commitment to wellness is sort of centered around being outside more because I think that the pandemic has definitely kind of robbed us of that a little bit. Um, and so recently I've just been trying to be outside going for walks and runs and making connections with my family and friends that way too. Um, I'm on my school's cross country and track teams and it's like, it's awesome to get to talk to people through there, so. Well, I wanna thank you all for being willing to come on the program today and to talk about vaccinations because it's something that we, you know, now that people your age can get vaccinated, we need to talk about it. Have I wanna ask each of you, have you gotten one of the vaccines that's available to kids over 12 years old? And what influenced your decision to do so? Um, yeah, I can go first, I guess. Um, I got Pfizer and that's the one that has two doses. And I just went for it because um, I'm someone that's really big on science and I I wanna, I wanna get out and get this whole COVID thing over. And so I took that step by getting the vaccine. Yeah, um, I got the Pfizer as well. I got both doses, I'm fully vaccinated. And we have a lot of um, 
like people in danger in my family for the COVID virus. So it was really important to me to get the vaccine as quickly as I could, both to like defend my family, defend myself and just all the people we see every single day. I also got Pfizer. Um, I think that <laughs> um, I think that for me, it felt like a really good time um, in my life to kind of make that decision because around like April and May, when that started um, started popping up, is when my school decided to go back full time. So it sort of felt like a total shift back to normal. And I thought this was a really good step. And it's definitely been a really mentally challenging year for me. And I just am really looking for a sense of normalcy. And I knew this was going to be a great way to find that. So as part of your, your getting your vaccine and, you know, for me, I actually got Moderna. So uh, the two doses of Moderna and uh, my daughter got Pfizer though. But uh, when you were looking at the information about getting vaccinated, where did you go to get your information that helped influence your decision? Um, I went to CDC. Um, just like I trusted it already, but I definitely wanted to get more information. Um, kind of just like, I can't remember anything. I can't remember, like, it's not in my head right now, but I remember reading it. <laughs> uh -huh. But that gave me more trust into um, just, like, how it came to be and why I should um, trust it even more. Um, for me personally, I just was fascinated with the way that an mRNA vaccine would work. I really wanted to learn more about it. So I asked my AP bio teacher because I trusted him. He felt like a trusted sciencey adult I could go to. Mm -hmm. So him and I talked about it, not because I was like scared of it, but just because I was interested, like how are we making this multifaceted, quickly moving vaccine and how is it going to work? And that was the most of my research. And then I was down for it. Nice. That's awesome. I also, I talked to a lot of adults and I also use CDC. One of the most important sections I looked at was like the vaccine effectiveness section. That was really mm -hmm. resourceful. You know, I'm so glad you brought up the CDC because really CDC.gov has the most current, the best information about vaccines that's right out there. But I also think your AP bio teacher, uh, that was a move. I'm, I'm quite good. happy with that. Um, did you find that there was information that was more helpful than, than not? Um, I feel like all the information I've gotten has been really helpful. Just like, especially starting like um, my chart and like checking out that kind of health driven stuff has been really mm -hmm. helpful for me and keeping track of that, as well as just making sure that you can spread the information that the vaccine is trusted and it worked for me and I know it's gonna work for a hundred of other Americans. Yeah, I think now that I thought about it, um, something that kind of like helped me um, like with the information, because I'm someone that I like to know how things work for me to trust it and like kind of like um, go along with it. So um, Landon said there was an mRNA one. I can't remember, but it was like knowing the process of how it was working, um, that just really helped me. So do you ever find, I know I found myself um, in a conversation with, somebody one of my son's friends he's like 20 um about the vaccine and you know are you vaccinated and he said no i i'm not going to get vaccinated because everybody else did so i'm okay and i found myself really frustrated by that and not exactly knowing how to talk someone your age into getting the vaccine do you have friends who who you've talked to about getting the vaccine who may have been hesitant and do you have any advice for me um, I actually, I haven't had a friend say that, but I have had, um, a ton of family members, 
uh, only like one in Oregon and another one in New Mexico that said like, well, everyone else is getting vaccinated. Like that means um, they're protecting me because they're the ones getting vaccinated. I'm like, um, that's not exactly how it works. <laughs> um, like they're protecting themselves. It's like their own armor. My shield is only big enough for myself. My shield isn't going to help protect you as well. So um, it's kind of like you need to get your own shield, which is AKA the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And um, as someone who is, my um, uncles are older, so like they definitely need to protect themselves. Yeah, I really like the shield analogy. For me, it's it feels really like disrespectful to the family members that I have that can't get it because of genuine health reasons. And so getting the vaccine is in my part is to use that shield on them purposefully. And so to see people who could have that shield and they're just like, somebody else will do it for me feels really disingenuous and honestly hurtful. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I'm kind of like hearing that now. I actually haven't had an experience like that. Pretty much everyone around me is vaccinated now, but hearing like that there's multiple people who are kind of saying like, well, everybody else is, so I don't need to like kind of listen to that. Like there's so many other people who aren't vaccinated yet. So that that like mindset isn't really working, I guess, if there's that many people still in there. <laughs> yeah, and, like also to add, it's like, it's not the vaccine isn't also like kind of like stopping the spread it's more just like stopping like hospitalizations too wow. um and because like you can still like like spread it from like surface to surface i'm pretty sure also correcting if i'm wrong um but i'm sure you can still like spread a surface to surface and like i said i have my shield to protect me but the person that got it spread to them wouldn't be able to is that correct dr robin yes you can still get it from surface to surface you can still spread it um, whether you're, even if you're vaccinated, we have had cases of people who are vaccinated being asymptomatic carriers of the virus, yeah. which is why it's still really important, especially in healthcare, um, to follow testing protocols and testing requirements. And even if you're vaccinated and you're feeling sick and you have symptoms of COVID, you get tested because you may be an asymptomatic carrier. And that's why those masks are still really important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Especially in areas where you have a lot of people yeah. like a healthcare facility or like traveling, going into an airport where, where you have people coming in who may have more or less access to the vaccine than we do here in the U.S. I really, really like that shield analogy. Leanna, thank you for that, because he's a gamer and I'm thinking that perhaps <laughs> it's a way to explain that. But it is really hard to change people's minds who've made it up in their mind that they're OK um, that they're really okay with not being vaccine because everybody else is. When the reality is, it takes all of us to be the solution. It takes yeah. all of us to protect each other if we're going to get our world back. For sure. Absolutely. So do you feel like your mental health is still affected by COVID? And if so, how? Oh, 100%. Um, Oregon is opening up, I'm pretty sure it's today. Mm -hmm. um, Wednesday, um, that the state is opening up. And I don't know, that just gave me a bunch of anxiety because living in this like situation for so long, I mean, it's only been a year and a half, but it felt like forever. And like, this is our whole new world to just have our mask on, um, being away from people. And to think that there's still some people not vaccinated kind of scares me, mm -hmm. um, with the state opening back up. And um, that also brings up questions for, when we go back to school in the fall. And so even though that's three months away, I'm still thinking about um, the future and how it's still all gonna go. And so, yeah, I still have a little anxiety about it. 
I definitely think it brings up some anxiety, right? Just that combination of opening up as well as like only about 70% of Oregonians are vaccinated at all. Like there's 30% of people out there that are risking themselves. And that's terrifying. You're just asking yourself, is anybody I love part of that 30%? How am I going to defend those people? And it really puts a burden on people that shouldn't be as stressed as they are, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's definitely tough mentally still. I mean, um, my school has already come out and said that when we go back in the fall, there won't be masks, which I know I found like so interesting that they've already made that decision and it's still like three months away, but that's already, it's summer and that's making me a little anxious. So, You know, that's a really, really good point because for people who were already anxious to begin with, the last 18 months have been a little bit like a, a, there's been some good in that, right? Because you don't have to go out and, and engage with people. You don't have to go out and push yourself and do those types of things. And now people with anxiety, especially social anxiety, you couple that in with a low vaccination rate or a moderate vaccination rate. And that anxiety is very real. And so how you navigate is your own personal decision and also your own personal stretch goals. Um, Mm -hmm. In many parts of the world, people wore masks before COVID because that was part of their public health response. I think there are a lot of people who are probably going to continue to wear masks, especially in places where you don't really know whether or not people are vaccinated. Yeah. And it also has to do with like people's comfort zones Um, with the state opening back up. And I don't know um, if Massachusetts is opening up too, but there's people that are just like ready to step in. Let's have a party of 20. Let's go to amusement parks, grocery stores. Everything's open. But I'm still taking it slow. And I have a bunch of family and friends. They're like, oh, you want to go do this? You want to go do that? It's finally open up. And I, it's like, I'm kind of scared to just like deny them. Like, I don't really want to do that because I'm still kind of anxious about it. Yeah. yeah. As a person who is socially anxious, like you said, Robin, it's a lot of setting goals. Like it's like yeah. today I'm going to go with my dog and we're going to go for a walk and I'm going to talk to a person with another dog and it's going to be great and I'm going to rock it. And maybe that's all we do today and that's okay. And maybe the next day I'm going to go to someone's grad party and I'm going to talk to four people at a minimum and that's really good too and work my way back up to that like full socialization, reopening energy. That's awesome. I really like the small goal setting. I actually, I had no idea that you guys weren't um fully open back up yet yeah, to be honest we um sort of like fully opened end of may i've um yeah so <laughs> um it's super weird because i'll like go into the grocery store now and literally nobody will be wearing masks which is like oh. super strange because i think that like for the first week or so it was pretty like 50 50 some people mm-hmm. were wearing masks and some people weren't sort of like more uncertainty but it's become a sort of a trend to not wear them and honestly it makes me super uncomfortable being in public situations like that because I feel like it just happened really fast here so I'm definitely still really anxious about like being out in public. I, you know I went to Costco last weekend and it was so shocking because Costco has a has kind of a an honor system where if you've if you tell folks you've been vaccinated you don't have to wear the mask and so you would see people walking around some masked some not knowing that we're not using any form of verification system. And you just wonder, I mean, I know people personally who are not vaccinated and they plan to lie about it. And I'm thinking to what end? Because that says a lot about you as a human being. If you're willing to take other people's health that cavalierly, you don't know who you might expose something to. And most people when they're asymptomatic, again, are spreaders and they can be spreaders whether they're vaccinated or not. 
So it's, you know, with looking at school and that's, I'm glad Molly that you brought up the issue of we've already announced we're going to be, we're going to be maskless. I know my daughter's in college and they've already announced that her college, when you go back to school, you have to have proof of vaccination. Most colleges are now doing that, at least across Oregon. And I've seen around the country, many colleges are saying you have to show that you're vaccinated in order to be attend class to attend class in person. What do you think of rules like that? I mean, I, I think, think that's a good rule, having um, yeah. it be required to get the vaccine. I think that's definitely a good rule. I feel like for me, not that I'm going to college, but that would make me feel so much safer, especially as like an incoming freshman even, and like knowing that like this is going to be a safe place for me. But because um, I know that like, especially um, I know some colleges, a lot of colleges in my state had people going back um, <laughs> second semester um, this cool. year, but were remote first semester. Um, uh -huh. And I know I had some friends that were going back second semester and being like, I don't even think, well, like at that point, vaccinations weren't even totally open. So it was, it, and like mask rules were kind of like different in different areas. So I honestly think that like that stable choice is probably a good thing. Yeah, I think it's kind of a funny misconception of people being like requiring a vaccine. This is insane. But to go to public school, you need uh, like 20 vaccines. Like you've been fully vaccinated for years. You get like your like six month year old shots are like intense. So to require a vaccine, it's really just going to become one on top of the others. And it's going to be like, oh, went to go get my COVID booster in 2050. Like so funny, but we're, we lived this start of the vaccine. So I don't worry about it at all. I hope everybody's vaccinated. Yeah, I was going to mention that, Lena. Like, having a vaccination required isn't new. It didn't start with COVID. Like, we've had vaccination requirements throughout schools um, from, like, kindergarten up. And so yeah. it's, not, it's, not, it's nothing new. It's nothing to be scared of either. I love the practicality of all of that because you're absolutely right. All of us have had to have vaccines. Uh, when my daughter went to college, she had to have all these other lists of vaccines here, even in the pre-COVID era. And and it's something that's so really normal, but for whatever reason, COVID has become a more, a, a different type of attitude towards that. It's not seen as in the same way as your tetanus booster, your mumps, measles, rubella, and all the other vaccines that you have to get just to be able to participate in public school. So I'm really glad you brought that that idea up. I'm also really curious, you know, have you all, did you all get to go back to school in person uh, before the school year ended? And what was that like? Yeah, um, I was, rem I was um, hybrid for almost the whole year. I was hybrid up until April. Um, and then midway through April, we went back full in person for about probably like eight weeks or so. Um, and I gotta say, I was like really nervous to go back because um, it was just gonna be such a different environment. My day was gonna change a little bit um, in terms of my schedule has been super weird this year. And like at my school, they cut lunch out because um, they're just, um, we just didn't have the space for everybody to be able to do that like healthily. So there were just so many changes going back in general. Um, and it was a definitely, the first week was super, like nerve wracking, but I found that toward the end of the year, it felt so much more normal. And like, I don't know, like 
safer almost just because like I was getting used to it first of all but also just being around the people in my in the other cohort felt like so mm -hmm. good even though if I wasn't like even like really good friends with them just seeing people I know I'm like oh my gosh I haven't seen you in literally like over a year at this point but it's just it's so nice to see familiar faces and I got adjusted to it and ended up being I think a really good thing for me um, we went back, my school went back two days a week in person for the last eight weeks of school. And for me, it just really reestablished that I learned way better in a classroom. Like I had felt like I had really been struggling in my like AP courses all year. I was like barely holding on to those A's and felt like I was studying so much. And I was like, man, junior really killed me this year. Like this is kind of rough. And then as soon as we went back, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like when a teacher says it out loud to me in person, I like remember it more. This is crazy. And I was like, it's almost like a reason to like go to school. So it was very like reinvigorating because for a long time I was like, maybe just school, I just don't like it anymore. Like this sucks, this online school is not for me. And then to get to go back and be like, yeah, no, I do like school. This is pretty cool, it was really exciting. Yeah, so um, I didn't really have that choice because in June of 2020, um, before school even started, um, my parents decided to put me into an online charter school um, mm -hmm. because we already heard my um, my next door neighbor is actually the dean of students, and he was telling me that yeah, our school is adapting a whole new curriculum that the teachers don't know very well, and some of the teachers aren't even equipped to do online school and have never done it before. So he told us that it's actually better for us to um, just move to an online charter school that has been doing this for um, ten plus years. And um, I think it was the right choice for us as well, because I had um, friends in school that were struggling and their teachers were struggling as well. And they weren't learning as well as they were um, in school. But I felt like I had um, not fully learning what I could have been in the classroom, but I was learning more than what my peers were um, back at my original um, city school. And um, so, yeah, I never really got to go back in person, but I am going to be uh, going back in person in the fall. Well, you know, besides school, what other big changes took place for you during the pandemic? I mean, I know for me, um, it, it changed a lot being able to, I don't go to work in the office building anymore. I don't get to bump into my people. I call that bumpability and being able to catch somebody by the, by the coffee pot or whatever for a five minute conversation. So I've missed all those pieces of social interaction and I've had to shift and change how I make sure that those things are, are maintained. What big changes have, have happened in your lives during the pandemic besides, okay, school, which was huge? Um, this is more just like a family thing, but I have a huge family. I My mom is part of 11 kids. And so each of them had like four kids. And so I have tons of cousins and we all live, I'm not even joking, within two cities of each other. Wow. And we stay close. We stay very close. And my entire life since I've been born, we have had every weekend family get-togethers, um, big barbecues, um, family get-togethers all the time. And when that stopped, it it hurt a lot. I never got to see because um, my cousins were like my best friends, and to not see them for months, um, it really got to me. And we actually had our first time we get together. We didn't we didn't have that many people because we were still cautious about it. We only had um, about like 15 of us at the house. And finally getting back to it um, um, felt good to have that normalcy. But yeah, definitely the family get-togethers was a big one for me at least. 
That's actually so funny because I was going to talk about the exact same thing. I'm sort of in like the same situation that literally all of my family lives like so close to each other. So we used to just see each other literally all the time. And we do once a year, we do um, um, one week vacation all together. And we didn't get to do that last summer. And it was just it was super strange because literally once a week, my cousins would be at my house like all day long. And I saw them so few times this year and it was just it was sad honestly I mean I I love my family so much but just this past weekend actually we got to um celebrate a belated birthday all together outside and it was really nice to get to see people again I think that for me a lot of what happened to me over quarantine was just like a lot of like soul searching like figuring out who I want to be and like my goals Mm -hmm. and my values and I know that happened for a lot of other teenagers these are like some of the most pivotal years in deciding who we want to be. And those were kind of stifled and a lot of us turned to the internet. So it's been a really interesting time of like self-development and working on my values and how I want to like see myself and the person that I want to be. And I feel like I've changed my intended colleges and majors like 57 times over this quarantine. And I don't think that would have happened without like all this time to really think and struggle with it. Well, in Ogle, the one thing I wanted to add, I am one thing I'm happy about it opening that I got to miss over the um, the one summer that quarantine took away from us. Yeah. Um, I love summer carnivals and all of the festivals that we have. Um, I mm-hmm. live in um, we have a balloon festival where I live, and I have gone to that every year. And um, it's coming back. Actually, wait, no. Oh, I think they canceled it this year. To so, I me, mean, next year um, I'm missing two balloon festivals, but. Um, yeah, I miss the festivals. I miss the carnivals. I'm ready to get back on a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, and concerts. Diana and I just planned a concert we're going to go to together oh, yeah. for like the first time in two years. It's so exciting. Oh, yeah. Those are the things that everybody's looking forward to is like, I want my pandemic carnival, my pandemic uh, <laughs> concert. Who's that artist that you want to go see now that they're all back on tour? And and go even the simple delight of going to a movie and being able to sit in a movie theater with a big screen. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that as well. Did you develop any COVID hobbies, any crochet artists, anything like that? Um, mine was definitely reading. Um, before quarantine, I hated books. I can never, I have the worst attention span in on the planet, I swear. I can't sit down and just read a page. Um, but I got so like bored one quarantine. I think it was like January that I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I feel like I reached the end of Instagram. I've reached the end of TikTok. I don't know what else I'm going to do. And my dogs were all sleeping. And so I have a huge bookshelf. Oh, it's inverted, so I can't really move. I have a huge bookshelf <laughs> um, back there. And I have a ton of books that I have never even gotten to. And once I started reading, that's what I lashed on to for a few months. And I'm still into it. I'm reading The Leaving right now. And yeah, I'm soon to finish it. Oh, that's awesome. I think I just poured through like hundreds of different interests, if that makes sense. Like we had the time where I could spend a hundred hours on something in like two weeks and then move on to something else. So to give like one thing would be crazy. But I know that like I went outside a lot. I got really into plants. I can't turn my camera either, but I have like a million plants in my room now, which is super fun. Um, I've been styling my dog. I've been been making him little bandanas and we change his bandana like based on the day. So just the dumbest things that make us happy. Yeah. 
That's so funny. I feel like I've kind of, I'm like no musician at all, but <laughs> I feel like I've gotten into like listening to a lot more types of music this year too, which has been kind of interesting when there's like literally nothing left to do and I need something to like occupy my attention. I'll like be scrolling through Spotify for hours and just making new playlists and stuff. And it's actually, it can be really relaxing. So. <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. Well, as we wrap up today, what I really, really want to do is give you an opportunity to give your best pitch to somebody who says, you know, I'm really conflicted. I don't think I'm going to get the vaccine. I don't think I need it. Give them your best pitch. Of why um, they I guess I can go first. Um, if you're as eager to get on a roller coaster as I am, mm -hmm. um, no matter what happens, we have to have a vaccine to get on those roller coasters. So go get your vaccine. Oh, I love it. Um, that's a hard one. I guess I would go for people who don't get the vaccine suck. But what sucks more is having a bad reason on why you don't get the vaccine. So if you are scared, do your research. Nice. Yeah, I think I'd echo the research part. I mean, I think that I think that research has made like this decision to get vaccinated so much easier for me. So I definitely tell them like, do your research, let it sit, think about it, but this is a really good thing. We're all doing it. You're not going to be the only one. <laughs> That's right. Everybody's doing it and you should do it too. And when you want information about vaccine, go to cdc.gov, get the latest information, educate yourself and shield yourself so that you can shield everybody else too. Because there are going to be people out there who are under the age of 12, who aren't able to get vaccinated that we need to protect. And every day, every day people are still getting sick and people are still dying from this disease. So go out, do your thing and get vaccinated so that you can join us all on that great roller coaster this summer. All right. I want to thank you, Lena, Molly and Leanna for joining us today. And I want to thank everyone who's listening and sending in questions to learn more about the, the vaccine, please go to cdc.gov. To learn more about Work To Be Well, please join us at www.worktobewell.org. Applications are still available for the National Student Advisory Council, so get your application in today. We would love to have you join us to promote youth mental health all across our great country. If you need medical advice, please see us at providence.org and make sure to follow Providence on social media at Providence on Twitter and under Providence Health System on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can also find us at Work To Be Well on Facebook, LinkedIn, Snapchat, and are we anyplace else these days? That's probably um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Get vaccinated. Bye.